1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mindset Segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. Today, my special guest is Titus Dominguez, who not that long ago took first place and so far had a great year. He had a second place, a first place, just got off the water from practicing for his third tournament. Uh, how are you doing today, Titus? Hey, what's going on, Chris? Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast, man. I'm, I'm doing good. Been having, a, like you said, having yeah. a fun season. So it's been fun to cast yeah, the checks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my first win, man. First time ever. So that was fun. Yeah, I know that. I'm waiting on that still too. But it'll come. I know, man. It took, yeah, it took me yeah. a while. So I mean, <laughs> hopefully, it didn't take you that long. <laughs> you yeah, yours real quick. Yeah. yeah. So for the people who don't know about you, which they should. But uh, just t- tell them about yourself. Well, you're heavily involved in the trail series and everything, so people who watch this probably have heard about you. I'm around, man. I'm around. I know, I yeah. know, I know some people. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I've been for about seven years now, I think. Uh, it's been a long time. So, like I said, uh, I've helped out with the uh, helping out with the paddle and fin series helping get that rolling and then um i've been on the uh staff for the kbl kayak bass league here in illinois for uh the last six years doing that so been good you know just been uh that's kind of who i am what i do you know just tournaments here and there you know a lot of times i'm at the paddle and fin helping doing the uh you know follow boats and filming guys that's always fun too yeah i i've definitely seen you out there 
Oh yeah, I'm a rally set. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely in, in the in the community in the scene. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm way that you should you should be knowing about but um yeah. know, I'm definitely i'm definitely around yeah so uh what i wanted to get into today is more the mindset of when you kind of had your victory i've been wanting to get you on it just hasn't worked in the schedule but a little late yeah, on it it's been a busy busy couple months Man. Yeah, man, I've been uh, checking out your show, just kind of getting the feel for your vibe. Yeah. It's been good. I really like it. So, and I like I when you reached out to me about doing this, I I told you I really actually do like talking about yeah. all the the mindset stuff and and going into it. You know, for that that tournament was definitely a um, a surprise to be honest. So uh, we can kind of start there if you want. Yeah, um, how was how was a uh, practice for you? Or did you even get to practice? I'm yeah, not so I did, sure. I did. I did get to practice. Uh, practice for me was slow. It was really slow. So um, uh, I, I usually fish with uh, Susie Roloff. She's you know part of the paddle and fin thing. Yep. Uh oh. He froze up on us. I'm a. Hold on, guys. I'm hanging out. I believe you. Yeah, I believe you're back now. All right. So where was I? At? Was I the last thing you said? Uh, you heard? Is that you fish with Susie? Yeah, so I fish with Susie most of the time. It's her home lake, so I was staying at her place, kind of um, fishing some of her her areas. And um, she was on a pretty good bite that more uh, the day before. Uh, I was finding some stuff here and there, um, but not a lot. I think I only had two bass. Or, yeah, I think I only had two bass that day, and then a couple of taps. Um, but I had an, you know, some ideas of where I wanted to go. And um, the morning of the tournament, I was, you know, got out to my spot, realized I had left my uh, wristband identifier in the car, had to uh, pack everything up and, or, you know, just paddle back to the car and get that wristband. So I was on the water a little bit late. Um, nothing. Uh, the first half hour was, was real slow. Um, and then I was kind of just kind of moving around some different areas trying to find something and i got a, a couple of bumps on a wacky rig and that was enough like that's what i had caught my fish on the day before and those two bumps just kind of like locked me in as far as what i was going to do the rest of the day i was like all right i'm just going to do this the rest of the day and hopefully i can find five fish so i get to this um to like a kind of a, a pond area that was in, in the back uh that kind of like a marshy area of the of banner marsh and um i just kind of was doing circles it was like a uh, a weed edge about 15 20 feet you know and i was kind of and i got bit pretty quickly uh fishing that caught i think i ended up catching four in that area probably in about an hour hour and a half uh, all decent size you know between 15 and 17 so i was pretty excited about that i knew i needed a fifth one and um i was uh me and this another guy were in there and uh, we were kind of just doing circles around each other so you know and i had seen him catch a fish and I kind of was figuring, I'm like, you know, either we're just going to be, you know, jumping, you know, leapfrogging each other all day, or I'm going to have to try to find a fifth fish. So I decided to make a run. I had caught one on the main lake uh, the day before, so that's what I was going to do. But I had seen this similar pond a little bit farther down. And so I, like where I was at, it was like it was quicker to go there than go to the main lake. Like if I was going to do it, it was going to be right then. I said, all right, let me check this out real quick before I go to the main lake. Went back there. 
first cast in, I got hit uh, and it popped off through right back in the same spot um, and caught my fifth fish and then threw right back in again after I had, you know, took the photo, measured it, everything and got an upgrade. And then that basically the next two hour at that pond and it was just on fire. Nice. A day like that. And we, you know, I think everybody talks about, you know, having that spot where it's just on fire and you're catching fish left and right. And that was kind of what happened. Um, I caught uh, a 19 in there and then after, and then I ended up catching another 19 in there. And that was when I knew I was kind of in good shape. And um, I spent, you know, a good couple hours in there till the bite slowed down. And I basically had thought I had done everything I could possibly do. But uh, the guy, uh, a guy in our club, I don't know if you know him, uh, Patrick Pooty Tharp. He's real good. Uh, big stick. So he was, uh, he's the guy that beat me in the first tournament when I took second place. <laughs> And in that tournament, he had said that he had gotten a late upgrade, like at one thirty, and that's like what ended up sealing his win there at Newton Lake. So I, uh, I was like, you know, I told myself I had never had that, and never had a late, late upgrade yeah. on a, you know, on a good thing. So I said, all right, I'm just keep grinding, try to find one more, tried out one more spot, and sure enough, caught like a seventeen and three quarter, and I ended up winning by a quarter of an inch. So that that fish was Jeez. was it, and I, I think I caught it like at one thirty. So and nice. lines out was two o'clock. So yeah. Barely, barely snuck it in there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was kind of the mindset going into that tournament? As far as what was your kind of like thought process going going into it before practice, and did you feel like you had a chance to win, or was it kind of just go there, have fun? So, I think like something I've been doing this season, and uh, definitely kind of going into the, the more like the mindset part of it. I'm just trying to be a little more relaxed on tournament day. Like, uh, so something happened at both of the events, um, you know, uh, this at the banner marsh one, like leaving my wristband in the car. Right. Normally that would have kind of like threw me off, you know, like not being able to fish the first 20 minutes of the, of the tournament. Yeah. That would have sucked. Like I, you know, like, and even in my back of my head, I was like, Oh, that's not a great start, man. But instead of kind of like letting it bother me, I just, you know, try to be relaxed about it. It's all right. You know, a lot of time, and uh, just mostly, I think I knew, I think the th- one thing I really took away from that, the banner tournament was sort of um, using pre-fishing to like, I call it like building the bite to, I want to be where I've really figured it out about the middle of the day on tournament day. So that's something that I've been really trying to do is not necessarily, you know, get on them in, in practice, more just see some areas, try to find a few bites that'll kind of give me an idea where they're going to be and then go, all right, let's figure it out on tournament day. Okay. So and that's kind of something similar I've done. Uh, I did today on at practice at puck away. Um, I found a couple of bites, you know, nothing crazy, but you know, some solid bites, you know, in a decent area. And it's an area I know I can fish. Like I know it's going to be uh, something that's in my wheelhouse, something that's in my comfort zone. So I'll be confident tomorrow that, you know, hopefully I can get five, but it's still going to be up to, you know, up to the fish, but I'm not going to like sweat it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be yeah. too concerned about it. Yeah. And hopefully so you, it just works out. So basically you kind of changed everything about what you do from previous years in this year. Yeah. I def- yeah. I've, I've changed a lot of things. So last year I, I so like, um, Try, like I've been 
trying to win a tournament for, I mean, seven years. I mean, I've been, fishing, I've been trying to win. And oh, yeah, it we wasn't always trying to win. <laughs> until, but it really wasn't until I think in two, I think the 2019 season. So the 2019 season, I had a second place finish where I lost by a quarter inch. And then, um, and our championship is our championship is a two day event. I was first place after day one. And then day two was, a, you know, I, I only caught three fish and it didn't work out. But that was when I, I like, I felt like, all right, if I have the right day, I can catch these guys and I can win a tournament. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I know I'm not going to be in contention every single time, you know, just depending on the lake. If it's, if it's something I can figure out great. If it's not something that's in my you know comfort zone, I'm probably not going to uh, finish well, but I knew like, you know, since then, it's just because I was so close twice, I felt like, all right, man, one of these times I'm just going to break through, I'm going to break through. So going into the 2020 season, I was really like, all right, I was really focused on that season about trying to win a tournament. That was my big goal going in. And I struggled a lot in 2019 and in 2020. I mean, there was a lot of, so, you know, we did a couple of online events when we weren't supposed to. Uh, some of the live events were a little bit different because we weren't doing stuff like in person and everything like that. So we had mixed them up. But I, you know, I, I think I had like a fourth place finish in 2020 and then, um, but I had some really bad tournaments in 2020 and, and it was coming off of like a really good, like for me, a really strong season. So like, I should pr- probably, uh, quickly just say like, I started off kayak fishing with zero tournament experience. So I, I had never fished a tournament before. I was like a one rod, you know, one little tackle box kind of guy. And the learning curve was pretty steep. So, you know, the first couple of years I was just getting, going out there, getting blank, donating my money. And, you know, it took a while to start getting like, all right, I was catching fish in tournaments that started to happen year two, year three, you know, year three and year four, I was starting to, all right, limit pretty consistently, or at least every other tournament I was getting limits. And, you know, so it just took me a while to build up the experience and everything like that to really feel like, all right, now I can start really trying to win events. And, um, like I said, in 2020, I was, I was losing or losing a lot. I was having a lot of, um, hard tournaments and I was getting real frustrated and thinking like, if I just fish harder or, you know, got mad about things that I was going to do better <laughs> and it just wasn't, it wasn't the way to do it. So kind of coming into this season, I kind of set all that, you know, trying to take that out of my head. You know, like you said, the mindset, just go, all right, just relax, go out there, have fun, let's try to fish see what we can do you know you can fish good when you're not under pressure so let's see what happens you know and this year's working out which is great so yeah i mean it's always funny how when we go on a practice day or just go out for fun we could find them and some for some yeah. reason as soon as that tournament clock starts it becomes the five hardest fish to catch ever and yeah no and I, I i was just letting it get to me man it was really weird yeah. so i i i fished we did um an online event and I went with a buddy. So like a buddy that wasn't in the, in the tournament, he was just, so it was, uh, we're going to Eagle Lake in Wisconsin and it's a, it's a nice bike lake. So I, you know, my buddy's a bike guy. I said, Hey, come on, I'll fish the tournament. And, um, hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and 
savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And, like, dude, it. So, I, I barely put up a lot of inches before, you know, in tournaments. So, this on Eagle Lake, I believe, like, the guy that was in first place was, was fairly. Um, it wasn't low, but it was like something I felt was obtainable. It was like low eighties. So I was like, Oh, you know, I could, I could maybe get that. And so I went up to Eagle, like determined I was going to go ahead and grind these guys out as a lake I'm familiar with. I feel, I felt like I could, I could do something there. And I absolutely skunked. I did not catch a single bass. The water was chocolate milk. It was brutal. And I was really pissed and my buddy could tell. And he's like, he even told me like throughout the, it was right in the middle of the day. He goes, dude, why do you do this? And I go, why, what are you talking about? He's like, you're not even having fun. I'm like, yeah, I know, man, these aren't really fun sometimes. And, you know, when I, I'm losing and I, I was explaining all this to him, I was like, dude, you know, the, you know, the guy that's in first, I feel like I can catch him. I know this lake. I don't know why I'm not catching anything. And he's like, yeah, because you're fishing so fast. You're not fishing, you know, in any way, way that looks like you're going to catch fish. Like you're just slinging your bait around. You're not doing everything because you're not talking. You're just mad. And then, uh, so he, he kind of has that conversation with me. I realized what was going on. I'm like, man, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ignoring my friend here. We're supposed to be having fun and, and a good day. And I'm up here being a jerk. So uh, we ended up, uh, I kind of gave up. All right. So I'm trying to find some pike, man. And we ended up having the, the, best pike day i've ever had i think we caught and it was about an hour we hooked like 20 pike and ended up landing like 15 of them and it was just a blast he you know he had never caught pike that size and he was having a great time and i was having a great time catching these fish and it kind of just reminded me of like hey man it's just still fun even though you know you're trying to fish a tournament and all this stuff so hmm. looking back at that last year going into this year that's kind of what my mindset was going in like, all right, let's just have a little more fun. Remember why you're out there and then, you know, let the fishing come to you and not, not try to force it. Cause that's what I was doing. I was really trying to force it. Well, yeah, there's plenty of times where I've been out there. Either you're trying to force a bait or you're trying to force a pattern mm-hmm. or it, it, it hurts more when you're on a lake that you fish all the time versus something like that you've never been to before. Yeah, I I find them way easier on lakes that I've never been to, because I just go in with the mindset of I'm just here to catch fish. I don't really yeah. care how it happens or where it happens. I just want to catch fish. So, yeah, and but, I, I think that's that was that was the thing. I was really struggling with that, and I thought that if I just I don't know, like if I was going to grind them out, like that was going to be the secret. <laughs> and instead of like just letting the you know, like I, I say, like, let the fish tell you what they want. Like, you know, that's what I do. And I just kind of, yeah. and this year, that's what I've been doing. I'm like, all right, what are they, what are they hitting on? And then don't, um, you know, don't, don't run away from it. Don't, that's kind of the thing with the wacky rig. Like that was the only thing I was getting bit that day. And there was, I had heard of a couple other bites that people had been telling me, you know, like the ramp talk, everything. Like, oh, yeah, get this on this. And like one technique in particular that Susie was doing I tried it. Did you lose me again? I tried it and um, good, but you're, you're I, fine. I can, I can still hear you good. All right. Good. 
um, I tried it and I couldn't, um, I couldn't like physically do it. Like I was, it was like pitching into the, into the wreath and stuff like that. I kept backlashing and stuff like, and, and all that. And I think in the past I would have forced that. I would have tried to like, Oh, this is, this is the pattern I need to do. And instead I'm like, all right, I can't do this, man. I, you know, if I can maybe find a fish on it at some point, yeah, it's in the back of my mind. I know it, but like, I'm not, I'm not good enough to do it. So I gotta, I gotta do something that I'm comfortable with and that I know that I can do. And I, that's what I've been doing a lot in tournaments. I try to get a lot of my um, experimenting out of the way on pre-fishing days. And then on the actual day, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going with. Let's just do that all day and not really uh, stray too far from that. Yeah, I try not to care about what other people are throwing. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard you, you not know, to because- do. But I, it's hard. I like, yeah. Yeah. It's, what it's what I like def- to do is. No, go ahead. It's definitely hard not to, especially when a lot of like the league you're fishing in and then the paddle and Finley, the tournaments I do, a lot of these people are your friends or you know them from somewhere. Yeah. And and that's when you guys get together, that's all we want to do is talk fishing and what we're catching them on and everything else. And that plays a role into it. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these tournaments, I just went back to what I knew how to do versus what everybody else was doing. I kind of just let it go and did my thing, and that's how I've been just kind of coasting through the season. Yeah, no, and that's what you got to do sometimes. Um, so at Newton, uh, the first tournament of the year where I got second, uh, it was a passage that wrapped me a little bit. Um, I had been talking to my buddies, Linkfish, shout out to him, man. Uh, he's a cool guy. He fishes the Southern Illinois kayak stuff, and um, he had given me a spot. He's like, hey, man, I was there two weeks ago. The spot was pretty good. Check it out. I go there pre-fishing. I, I, you know, I got two bites. Um, it's my game plan. In a bit of a haul, and uh, I shot up there. First thing in the morning, there's a boat right on it, man. Just sitting right on it. And I go there. I, you know, I just kind of worked the other side of it, and I didn't catch anything on it. And basically, it was uh, another situation where I wasted the first hour of the day. where wasted like 20 minutes up there, you know, 20 minutes fishing it, and then 20 minutes to get back. And, and all right, what am I going to do now, man? That was I was hoping to get two or three, three here and then and two. And the, the day before, they had had a boat tournament. And we were all at the ramp and watching them like weigh in the, the bass and they were all releasing them right there. So we were all joking like, Hey, let's go to the ramp and just fish the ramp. So I, I, it was on my way back to another spot I had found. I found a so you know, that spot he had given me, I found a similar spot to it. So I, I, I was like, all right, well, let me go back to this other similar spot. See if anything's there on the way there. Let me see if I, you know, let me just stop at the boat ramp, man. Let's keep it simple. You know, they just released a, a bunch of fish here. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I caught a 19 and three quarter first cast in at the boat ramp. And then I caught another 15 incher, I think, right after that. So then, you know, right away, my morning was kind of saved. I had two fish real quick. And then I went to uh, my other spot and ended up, you know, finding the other three and then finding a couple of upgrades later. But you know, that was it, you know. But if I don't have that, you know, make that quick little decision of, hey, let's just keep it simple. Let's not overthink this and, and try something out, you know, and kind of get lucky, basically, you know, then that sets my, yeah. my day off. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of that on the water decisions during the tournament is kind of what makes you or breaks you at times. And, and that's where the mindset of it yeah. really, really comes into play. You know, everyone goes in wanting to win and then you get on that water. It could just be some change with the weather and that could really mess with people's heads. But it seems like you kind of went in with the fish the moment mindset of things this year and it's kind of really worked out for you. So far it has. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's working it's working so far, man. We'll see what happens, you know. But I still, you know, I just try to be pretty relaxed about it. And, that, you know, I kind of, I don't know, I've gotten a lot more comfortable doing tournaments now. I've done a lot at this point, you know. I, I used to get real nervous and stuff before. And I kind of got like a good rhythm about, you know, even getting my photos of my fish, you know, and, and I just kind of, uh, Pootie was saying something when he was talking, we were talking about the uh, champion, uh, the, the last tournament. He was just like, I fish clean and, you know, it's all I can do. And that's kind of I, I I like that little thing he said. Where he's like fish clean. It just that's so I took mm-hmm. I kind of stole that from him. Thanks thanks, Pooty. Um, <laughs> so I just <laughs> I I still these from guys all the time, man. If you got a good idea, I'll take it. So I just that's kind of the mindset going in. Like I'm just gonna fish clean. I'm just gonna try to land on my fish. You know, try not to miss any bites. Get the photos. Don't let them flop off. And then you know, and then the rest it's just up to the fish, man. If if I hook a you know. At 18, great. If I hook 14s all day, then that's that. You know, it's nothing I can do about it as long as I, as long as I'm doing what I can do to, you know, to try to win. Yeah, I mean I, that's similar to Wisconsin, where when we were when we were there for the paddle and fin event, I literally had one bass for that event. Going two days of practice, I caught one fish that that whole time. And I just kind of pulled up to the boat ramp, completely new spot, never fished it, didn't fish it in practice, and kind of just smiled on my face like, hey, we're just going to figure this out. Yeah. You know? And, and ended up, I didn't win the tournament, but I ended up saving points for Angler of the Year, which I was happy about. That's good. You know, it's, I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to like, like play defense almost. <laughs> like I just got <laughs> to not get skunked here. You know what I mean? I got to uh-huh. do something. And I like like what you were saying of just I'm gonna figure it out. I think that's something I I I got way more comfortable about. Like I used to get in my head like if I didn't have five fish by like eight or nine o'clock, I was like coming unglued and trying every you know every lure in my box. And and now I'm I'm like also in your first podcast, I think Brian was bringing it up. I want to tell Brian that's for me, man. The five good minutes thing, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was i made that up i don't know if i made it up but i was i said it but uh yeah that's what i like it, it's weird that you have to like remember that like it really it five fish is not it doesn't take long you know and um like even at banner i caught i caught that upgrade at 130 but i caught two other fish in there so like yeah. i caught three fish at 130 on the tournament so if, if i had had two fish i would have had my limit there at, you know at 130 so it's like it you can go all day not getting a bite and then it could just pop off for you and you're good. And it's like, if, as long as you kind of just keep, gr- keep grinding, keep trying to figure out what's happening and where they're at or what, what they want, you know, at some point you're going to break through. Cause really, you know, you don't need a lot of time, man. You just need to kind of, but as long as you're not overthinking it and not, that's, that's one other thing I've learned. And um, a tip that I would give people, man, is learn how to grind. Cause there's, I think yeah. 
I used to, well, I used to grind in the wrong way. And the, the wrong way to me is, is just throwing everything and anything and, and, or like throwing stuff that you really don't think is going to work, but you're like, I just, I, I want to try something. You know what I mean? And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But to me, like a, a grinded out situation is where I go, look, I know I'm going to get bit on this. It just might take me all day to get five fish on this. But if I can find out exactly where there are or exactly how they want it, that's going to work. I know it, I know it will, but I just, you know, I have to keep focused on it. And like, um, I think the last year, 2020, the championship is how I learned this lesson. Um, day one, it's a two day tournament again, championship. And I, I don't love two day tournaments. They're very hard for me. <laughs> um, but, so the first day, uh, we had found a good spot on a bridge and we had caught some fish and, um, uh, I get there in the morning. I got two pretty quickly and I was like, all right, I'm going to grind it out here on the, on the bridge. Right. The thing was, there wasn't throwing baits at nothing. And I ended up with three fish that day. It was another thing where I, you know, was coming back to the launch. I was just pissed, beat myself up. Like, what did I, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that. And it was, I was fishing scared. Like one, I didn't want, I thought like I could just sit here and I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I just need to get five because I was worried about the two day event. Right. I'm like, I'm, you know, I gotta get five today and then I'll figure out something tomorrow. And then it was really windy that day. And I, I was like, if I sit here, I'm out of the wind. If I go battle the wind, I'm going to be battling wind all day and I'm not going to be able to fish. And I was mad, frustrated. So day two, I was just like, all right, I let it all go. I said, and I ended up biting. Uh, Tony was me out a little bit. My buddy, Tony Lamb, like a crankbait bite all up and along, like the, um, like the down timber and stuff and reeds. So, that was how I should have grounded out day one. I should have been going around the lake, throwing my crankbait, throwing up into the weeds and trying to find five fish. Cause that's what I did day two when I found five fish. And I think I only caught six or seven fish the whole day. And I made like three laps around this whole lake. But that is like the, how you grind it out. Not sitting on a spot that you think might have fish. It's like, all right, I know I can get, I'm getting bit on this crankbait. I know I'm getting bit on a little jig up in the reeds, I just might have to cover a ton of water to find the fish. That's kind of like my lesson for learning how, how to grind it out. So now I do that more than necessarily sit on a spot. Like if I caught a fish somewhere, I try to look for something that's more similar to it than sit here on this one spot and see if there's more coming back, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. And I also want to add to that, like, for me, I'll put something in in my hand that I have confidence with versus something that I'm just throwing because everyone said you should throw that there. Yeah, yeah. That's like when you see me at, when you were filming me for, in Wisconsin. I had the drop shot in my hand. Yeah, and then no one that's else throw. No one else was throwing <laughs> it, but that you know, yeah, that's my thing. You know that that's where I I find confidence the most in. That's where I catch most of my fish on. And if it wasn't for that, I would have threw something else that I had no confidence in and probably never caught, caught those fish. You know? Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping 
MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. I tell guys all the time because guys will ask me, I'm like, man, I'm not throwing anything you don't know about. Like, you, if you yeah. know me, you fish with me, <laughs> it's wacky rig, it's Texas rig, it's chatterbait. If it's like a clear rocky lake or river, I'll throw in a square, a square bill or a Ned rig or a fluke. Right, but that's it's like five, six baits at max. And mostly, and that's the big thing that I really learned fishing tournaments. I used to go in, like you said, I would listen to what people would say. People would say, Oh, you got to fish this, this, um, you know, underwater hump or something. And I'm out there trying to hold position, even though I can't do it. I've never fished this before. I've never done anything like it. I'm trying to figure it out on the day. And instead, I, I started going, All right, I'm going to fish what I like to fish. And I'm just going to figure out where on this lake I can get bit on these baits. And then if, if I figure that out, then I'll be good. And if I don't, I'm just going to lose, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, a lesson that I took that I heard a pro say was, you know, figure out lures on fun days and use confidence on tournament days. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there just – They'll get luck on a lure, and then they'll try to use it that whole month or throughout that whole tournament. You, you hear it all the time. Oh, they're really biting on this last week. I don't know why yeah. they're not eating it this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, man. Well, that's yeah. too. Like, the bites change so fast sometimes. Like, Oh, yeah. I've, we've had uh, – that happened at, at Banner, and it, it worked in my advantage, but it, it screwed over a lot of people because there's a lot of people that I talked to at the ramp after the tournament. They're like, yeah, man, I was on them yesterday. Like, you know, I had 80 plus inches or, you know, whatever they had. And then they're like, yeah, but the bite was just gone. And so like they, the day before they were really tight to shore and it, it was a little colder. I think like the water temps were 74, 75. And then on Sunday it was up to 78 for the water temps and that little, that little change in the temperature, it moved them out deeper. And that's where I was fishing. Like I said, cause all these guys were fishing tight and I was, I, like I said, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't pitch into the, the reeds like that, like the way they were doing it. And um, so I was like, all right, I'll try to fish the edges of these weeds and I'll see if I can make something happen. I just got lucky that the fish kind of moved out there too with, you know, cause everybody else that were trying to fish close were like, I had a hard time finding fish and me that was kind of just doing on everybody else you know yeah 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 but i mean another thing you probably experienced i experienced this sometimes where people get defeated uh the day before the tournament even starts like not get defeated in a way of they where the something will happen to them or so like a rod will break or they lose their favorite lure in practice. Yeah. And, and their, their mindset gets so screwed up in that point. And then they're kind of just screwed for the rest of the tournament. And then you'll see in the next day, they won't catch anything. It's not because they're not good anglers. They just, that I know that because I've had this too. And I'm sure you have that whole day thinking about, well, if I had that lure, I would have caught them already. Yeah. You know, that. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. And it, you're right, man. And that's that's I think the biggest thing this year that I've been able to do and you know and hopefully I can, you know, keep doing it the rest of the season, but I've just I've not let that little stuff bother me. And it used to bother me. Like everything that I've, I'm bringing up, I've done it, man. Like I you yeah. know, I've <laughs> I've done all the wrong things, made all the mistakes. I've psyched myself. I've overthought on tournament days so much. 
and it's just like you know you gotta it's hard because it's it's so easy to to say you gotta not let it bother man but that was a learning curve man it took a long time for me to kind of figure that out that it was a lot of it was watching guys that won but the guys that won when they didn't do good they weren't mad you know they were just like well it worked out today you know yeah you see it all the time with the pros like they'll get off the stage weighing five pounds and have the biggest smile on their face you know it, it just doesn't bother them they just hey i didn't figure it out you know, yeah. and I, and I see that a lot now, especially doing the paddle and the fin series where you see all different types of people traveling around the Midwest. And you see the the guys that are always up there are always, you know, hey, this is what I did. I kind of just did my own thing here. It just looks like they're having fun. It doesn't look like they're in a tournament at all. Yeah. You know? And that's that was the other thing, like, that I've really – I would tell people like if you're just starting out fishing tournaments or something like get comfortable with a like losing and um, get comfortable with the fact that it's like it's it, a lot of it is luck. Like so at, at Banner, I was telling like uh, Pooty was fishing wacky rig. I think a lot a couple of the guys that were in the top five were all fishing wacky rig. Those guys just couldn't find 18 inch plus fish. I kind of randomly got into a couple of 19s. You know, if I don't throw pitch to that right spot at that time, I got a bag of 17s too. And that's uh-huh. that's the difference. You know what I mean? But it, it's not – it wasn't something I was doing. It wasn't something like – it wasn't because I was – I'm an awesome fisherman that that worked out. It was, no, I I just found the right bite today. And so you once you kind of are comfortable with that, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, okay, I didn't find the right bite today. Somebody else did. So, so all right, like – you know, I think people take it real personally. I know I used to take it real personally of like, oh, I'm not a good angler. I'm not, you know, I'm not up to these guys' levels, you know, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't, you, you shouldn't be fishing with these guys. And it's not really it, man. You just, you know, it's just you won your day. You didn't figure it out. So once you kind of get yeah. caught, I'm you fish. Yeah, I mean, uh, a thing that I've been doing this year that I haven't done in the past is kind of I, I once I'm done with the tournament, I kind of drive away, uh, talk about it for an hour with whoever's on the phone with me, whether it be my cousin or the wife. And then after that, I never think about it again. I don't let it bother yeah. me. I don't let it, you know, until the next one is what I normally say. Yeah, whether whether I, it's a great tournament or a bad tournament, you know you gotta yeah, have that it, same mindset for both. Yeah, it just goes what gets erased. But the, the thing yeah. I like to do, I try to I try to learn something from each event. Like I always try to go, all right, what could I have done better, or, or what did I do? Like especially if it's a good tournament, like all right, what did I do right, and how do I do keep doing that? You know, and and it, so it's, it's real easy to, on the bad ones be like, I should have done this, I should have done that. I think sometimes people have a good tournament and don't don't think to learn from it. And like those are the ones where like, all right, how the heck do this this time? What was right? Tournaments. And that was the thing I've, I've finally been doing this long enough. Like I said, I, I started off at a zero man. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I legit had one rod. I was buying used rods off anybody I could just to get, you know, a set of rods. Cause I, you know, I had one or two rods and never used a bait caster before when I first started fishing tournaments. So, you know, I was totally green. 
So, you know, but I thought, I thought I was going to be, you know, instantly a winner and stuff. And that wasn't going to be the case. I needed to learn a lot. Well, we all go through that. Yeah, man. Our very first tournament. Oh man, I'm the best. I was the best. I catch fish all the time. Yeah, I'm going to come out here and crush these people. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, these guys are good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all go through that. Yeah. Yeah, I did the exact opposite of what you did. I, I kind of went and learned everything before I even entered a tournament. I was, I did a few here and there, but not like this would be my first uh, actual tournament schedule that I'm sticking yeah. to. So I, I mean, I've been fishing my whole life and been taking it seriously for about eight years. But yeah, I, I kind of went, learned everything, did everything I could to get better before I felt confident enough to jump into it. And I mean, it's been good so far. So yeah, man, you're doing pretty good. You're up in the AOI yeah. standing. So that's kind yeah. of good. I mean, I'm second in AOI. I hope hey, by, by this uh, next event, I could kind of jump the first. It, it's on the Fox river, which is a home water. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good time. Man. <laughs> get out of man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know, uh, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, you learned everything. So, like, when I first started, like, it, it was a long time ago with the kayaking. And, like, at the time, if you had a rudder on your kayak, you were fancy. Like, you yeah. had a legit kayak. I mean, there was barely, like, the Hobie was the only drive system available. And all, it was it was real grassroots at the time. So, like, I was fortunate where I was able to kind of learn and grow with everybody else, too. Like, not everybody was, like, now you show up to an event now and these guys, everybody's got their rig decked out. You got to know what you're doing, man. You can't show up in a a Menard special like I did with uh, with, yeah. a, with, a, with two rods and think you're going to do anything. Yeah, that was definitely my my uh, experience. I think four or five years ago when I got my first kayak, it was just a pedal. It was the FS-12T from Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. And, I mean, these guys already had motors and everything else by yeah, that time. Right. <laughs> <legit>. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, my first kayak ever was from Menards, and I got it. And then I hooked up with all these guys. So I had moved to uh, DuPage County, started fishing with. There was a website called DuPage Anglers, met up with a bunch of guys. Um, and then those guys started the KBL thing. And as soon as I did that, I'm like, oh, I got to get a real kayak because this isn't, this isn't the right setup. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I went through a couple different kayaks getting set up. And then finally, you know, I think two years ago, three years ago now, I got the motor uh, from Alan. Thanks to Alan. Shouts out, man. And um, and then after that, it's been a lot more. I've had a lot more success just kind of being able to, you know, get around the lakes more, fish, see more water, some whole position better and stuff like that. So now this has been a topic of mine. Now we're talking motors, kayaks yes. and everything is um, what does your mindset change? Now you know you have all the stuff you want versus if you if I was to if you were to put yourself in a kayak with no fish finder, no motor, no nothing, do you feel you could still do better or does your mindset kind of go down? No, my mindset goes way down, man. I definitely <laughs> I say this all the time and I every time I, I leave something at the house and usually it's when I'm fun fishing. Like when I go to a tournament, I bring everything or like I, I bring the whole setup that I that I have. When I'm fun fishing, I'll have to, sometimes I leave my graph off or sometimes I won't take the motor. And every time I just regret it, I'm like, just bring it because 
even if you don't end up using it, it's there if you need it. And I think that's something um, that I would tell people is like, whatever your setup is going to be for tournaments, fish the majority of the time. You know what I mean? You want to be, it's kind of like you want to have a comfort level with it and, and know everything. And so like for me specifically, and this is a good example of like a mindset thing. Like today I was out um, fishing a spot and I couldn't use my motor. And it's not like it's a big deal, but for me, I go, the motor is like a little bit of advantage. You know what I mean? If I may use the motor, it was like speed edges and uh, pick them apart. That's kind of, that's my favorite thing to do, my bread and butter. Um, and because of the motor, I can do it. So when I go to a spot and I really can't use it, like, look, you're just, you just have this tool. It's just extra weight that you can't use. Find a spot that you can use this in and make use of it for so that way you have, you know, a slight little advantage and a little uh, ability to cover more water. Otherwise I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just there paddling like everybody else, man. And it's tough. So that's how yeah, I, am. I don't know. What do you think, man? I, I kind of feel the same way. You know, I go into, you know, a fun day of fishing the same way I go into a tournament day of fishing. I kind of try to challenge myself to catch the five biggest fish yeah, I can I find. And kind of like a always practicing for a tournament scenario. Yeah. But at the same time, try to keep that mindset of learning something also. You know, I, I just did uh, last week. I threw a spook for the first time in nice. years. In years, I mean, I've thrown one before. Yeah, but that was one where, in, in a regular scenario, if I was actually in a tournament, I probably would have never tied that on, you know. But I yeah. went out there and kind of just, oh, I'm not in a tournament. Let's just try this out, and it ended up being the deal, you know. Yeah. But works, yeah, man. I mean. I mean, I definitely made sure I had the motor and the graph and everything before the season started just be, just because of that mindset of everybody else has this. I feel like I'm probably going to need this. Now, the graph, I don't use that much. Yeah, no, actually, I don't use I have, like, yeah. a, a side scan and everything, and I, I yeah. honestly just use it for temp and depth. That's it. Uh-huh. That, that's, like a, that's kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm trying to get better with it. Because I know it's it helps. Yeah, it helps it if you does. know what you're doing. And I just need to get better at that. I, I gotten so used to not having it, just going and just looking at the water versus look at the water, look at the clarity, look at it. Is there grass? Is there rock? I kind of got into that so used to that because I never had a graph until this year. You know? Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think it's it's one thing. It's on my list of things to do, but. Um, I, it just like my style is I fish shallow. I fish rivers. I fish a lot of choked out weeded lakes. I mean, you know, like I fish bussy a lot and Patterson and everything like that. So there's not a lot of like things to be graphing. So I think it's not, and that's why it's not in my like uh, wheelhouse, you know, to, to be doing that. So, uh, you know, I would love to learn more about it, but for me, just like most of the local lakes I fish, I don't, I don't need to do it, which is, you know, which is nice. So. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. 
Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, I've noticed noticed that too, but I will say, I was on the Fox today, and if I didn't have that slide imaging on, I would have never, I, I would have never found those fish. They were kind of laying off, and then there was a couple, couple chunk rock here, a boulder there, just in, in the it. middle. And yeah, I would have never That's stopped at that place today, but just to throw, just throwing that out there a little bit, but yeah, no, I, I, hundred percent agree with you. Like, I know it helps the yeah. guys that can really use it. Like, it's just another one of those things. If you can, if you know how to do it, and you have that advantage over the other competitors you know it's, it's more chances you're gonna win so trying to it's, it's definitely less for me it's just i just i just left it to the side <laughs> I, I have mine really well you've seen my setup where i have it literally right right in line with i can see it as i'm driving as i'm going straight yeah you know and i still just I'm looking up at the water more than I'm looking at the graph. I I don't it, it's some I have to get used to, but yeah, it's it, for me. It's more about I, I'm more about just fish the moment, fish fish what you can and what you can see. And, yeah, and it seems like you're the same way. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a structure guy, and um, specifically like weed edges is kind of my jam. But it is nice having the graph for like if I if I see like a weed edge that's off like a ten foot drop and then a weed edge is like, like to a four foot drop or something like that I'm gonna fish that ten foot section because I know those bigger fish are gonna be cruising in and out you know up and and out of that area to feed so that's kind of thing you know it definitely helps me narrow down what part of the weeds I want to fish you know or if I see them just under the surface I know I can throw a swim jig in there and kind of you know tick the tops of them and stuff and. But like, as far as like you know, picking a boulder out, it's like I'm not that good, man. <laughs> no, I'm not really that 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 in tune with it either. I still, <laughs> I just kind of got lucky today on that one, just having to look down and see it. Yeah, more than that's it. how you learn, it, right? You see like one yeah. thing, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's what that was. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The only time it actually really worked out for me, I did the KBF National Championship once. I only did, I only wanted to do it once because I wanted the experience of it. And it was awesome. Uh, but I was fishing this uh, deeper section, and I saw like a deep channel, you know, on the gr- clearly on the graph, which is like the first time I'd ever really seen that. And I seen all these you know fish shooting out of it, and so I threw a drop shot in there, and sure enough, I got bit. And that was the only time I was like, oh, that's how you use you know, down imaging and side imaging. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's definitely more those southern lakes that yeah. where you where it really, really helps those ledge lakes and more of yeah. that versus I mean, but now you see guys with the live scope on the and fish yeah, and man, shallow like that grass. Way over my head, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I still got a little five inch screen. <laughs> I got lucky. I got the I got the seven that it was uh on sale for like five hundred bucks. Oh nice. Uh, yeah. Originally it was like I think an eight, nine hundred dollar setup. I got lucky that it was just on sale that week. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, you gotta jump on that. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I paid 400, 500 bucks for my five inch screen yeah. when I got it. So yeah, seven inch for that price would be nice. 
Yeah. But yeah, so so I think we're in agreement here. The, the more stuff you have on the kayak, the more confidence you get, whether it helps you or not, or even whether if you know how to use it or not, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I, I bring my anchor out all the time, and I never use my anchor all that much. But it's like the one day I know I'm going to need it or if I'm going to like get a spot, especially in a tournament where I just want to hold a position for a little bit, you know, it's there if I need it, you know? But 98% of the time, it's just underneath my seat and never gets moved. So, now, did you use the anchor a lot more before the motor or? Yeah, before can... the motor, I use it a lot. Yeah. So, like, I would do yeah. similar things. I, I would fish the weed edges, but what I would do is I would anchor to hold my spot and then fish it and then move up, anchor. And now I can just kind of set the motor in a low, you know, just a little troll and I can just kind of work my way around. Yeah, that's much easier. <laughs> that's something <laughs> i noticed too now yeah. I, i'm reaching more to for the motor versus the anchor yeah i like it for like getting to spots and then you know kind of working areas but yeah what were you saying yeah no i was just i'm disagreeing with you man okay like, <laughs> gotta love but, the motors man oh yeah pretty soon they're, 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 everyone's kind of kind of need them just, yeah. just to compete yeah, you know. I I do see some advantages with the drive though, man. There's sometimes where the motor just isn't getting me through things, and uh, you know, my friend will have a drive, you know, especially the Hobie drive, and they're just, you know, chopping through everything. And I'm like, oh, that would be much easier than trying to spin my motor in reverse to see <laughs> if I can kick these weeds off and doing all that crap. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we've been in for about an hour now, and. uh I know you probably want to get some sleep for the tournament. You probably have to wake up super early. Yeah, right? super early, man. I got about an hour yeah. round trip to get to the check-in and then to my launch. Jeez. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be rough, man. Yeah. So I'll let you let you go. Uh, any final words or thoughts or any sponsors you want to plug? Yeah, definitely. You know, shout out to uh, Rocktown Adventures. They're my only real sponsor. They're uh, I'm on their fishing team with uh, Brian and all those guys. So. Uh, uh, Rodney and Jason and uh, a couple of us. I sorry if I'm forgetting your names, but uh, we haven't been able to meet up like we wanted to because of uh, the COVID stuff. But you know, there Rocktown's a great, great little spot there in Rockford selling kayaks and stuff. And I'm been thankful that they've supported me and uh, they they make me look real good in their jersey when I'm holding up some checks. So hopefully I can keep holding those up the rest of the season. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. I don't know, you know, we kind of went in and out of the mindset of everything, but there's a there's a lot there, and audio was good, so we're all good on that. If I was gonna be, in th and thanks for having me on, man. I know it oh, took us no a while problem. to kind of link up, but uh, much appreciated. Yeah. And I really do. Uh, I've been enjoying the segment, man. I've been listening to it, you know, because I knew I was gonna be on, and everybody you've had on, that's kind of having some conversations. I'm a, I, I take little pieces from it, you know, even if it's one or two things, you know, just something to learn and take with me. Hopefully somebody could take something from me. I, I don't know. I think the best thing we, we, the one thing definitely to take away from this one will be fish the moment. Something that Ike always says and something that you're saying, something that I definitely need to work on, but I always try to do it is kind of fish the moment. Let the fish tell you what they want. Versus you trying to force something and it yeah. not working out. 
Absolutely, man. Just fish the moment. Relax. Just remember, it's just fishing. It's fun. Yep. All right, man. You have a good night, and uh, go go win tomorrow. See what I can do, man. Hopefully. <laughs> Give me a yep. check. That'd be nice. <laughs> yep, yep. Have a good right, one, thanks, man. man. All right, guys. It's been another uh, segment of the Mindset Podcast. Special guest was Titus Dominguez. And uh, just want to say, have a good one, guys. Enjoy the... Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. Got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode? Feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment